Welcome to Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. I am your host, Demo. My co-host is Joe Taylor. This is episode 47. Hey, man. Welcome back. Yeah, I feel like I haven't seen you in a while, Joe. It's been at least a week, bro. Yeah, I know. It's never long enough. Yeah. All right, let's get going, man. I don't have time for anything this week. I've got so much going on. Let's just get to the show so I can get out of here. What do you have? Okay, so I watched a uh, Netflix original movie last night called Spencer Confidential. Now, I happen to know that you've already seen this, but if you hadn't and I said a disgraced Boston cop, you'd go, oh, this is a Wahlberg movie? Yeah, of course. So this is a Mark Wahlberg movie. With Peter Berg directing. Yeah, now Peter Berg, I love from way back in the day, uh, Friday Night Lights, the TV show, was his thing. And he also had a nice little arc on Entourage. He's done a million things since then that are... Probably bigger and better, but... Battleship. Uh, Remember that? Hell yeah. <laughs> Collateral. Some other stuff, but uh, I was happy to see his name on this thing, so... Him and Wahlberg are buddies, you know? That makes sense. So, I mean, anytime you see Wahlberg, like, lately, you're going to see Peter Berg's name somewhere attached. They had previously made four movies together. Lone Survivor, Deepwater Horizon, Patriot's Day, and Mile 22. Other than um, Peter Berg, uh, let's say who else is involved with this. First of all, the cast... Uh, Mark Wahlberg, obviously the biggest name. His girlfriend, who is a complete cartoon of a Boston girlfriend, but uh, it kind of works. Eliza Schlesinger. Ah, uh, yes. She was pretty good in this. Yeah, she wasn't bad. Looked real good, too. That was nice. Yeah. Other recognizable names. Alan Arkin, because why wouldn't he be in this? Right. Uh, Mark Marin, who we like. Uh, newcomer Winston Duke plays Mark Wahlberg's um, kind of partner in... Hawk. Hawk. Kind of partner in solving crime, I guess. Yeah. He's a UFC fighter, great big black dude. Really interesting guy. His voice was kind of interesting. No, he's a good actor. He was in Black Panther. I didn't see Black Panther. You didn't see Black Panther? No. Anyway, he's in it. He's great in that. He's working a lot now. Well, good. He's a really good actor. I like him. He's very watchable. Good. And And Bokeem Woodbine. Okay. He's great, too. He's in a lot of stuff. He was in the second season of Fargo on FX. He was fantastic in that. Let's let's not uh, bury the lead here. Oh, of course. This person is playing a prisoner, and he comes camera ready. Yeah. It is Post Malone. Yep. Like, no makeup required. It's like, all right, Post is here. Roll camera. Right? (laughs) We don't have to do anything for him. He looks like a convict. He totally looks like a dirtbag. Now, I've never met him or heard of anyone meeting him. I'm sure he's a nice guy. He did that, what is Doritos commercial or something for the Super Bowl? I don't know, man. I mean, he's everywhere, though, right? I guess. Post Malone. What's I guess your favorite Post Malone song? I have no idea. I have no <laughs> clue. All I know is apparently Post Malone's father went to my high school oh. or something. Okay. I don't know. That's, that's the rumor that I heard. I have no idea. Okay. Anyway, that's all I know about Post Malone other than like, it's like, really, dude? You thought that tattoo was a good idea? Which one? All of them. The ones that cover his entire The one that make him look like Frankenstein, you know, at like a rave. I don't know. Yeah. It's kids these days. Uh, he's fine in the movie. He didn't ruin the movie or anything. No, but, I mean, uh, he has a small part. He's got two scenes. He's fine. And that's how I would describe this whole movie. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. Now, do you know what it's based on? 
It's based on a book called Wonderland. Sort of. Okay. It's based on a series of novels and then based on a TV show from the 80s. The novels were written by Robert B. Parker. The TV show based on those books was called Spencer for Hire and starred Robert Urich and Avery Brooks. It ran on ABC from 1985 to 1988. This movie is just based on those books, too. Is any of this a true story? This is all BS. Okay. Well, I didn't know. because it's, it's, like, it's, like, it's crime stuff in Boston. It's very yeah. believable. The fact that the casino is getting built and there's dirty cops and there's bribes and stuff. It's got a little bit of Ozark going on with it. This is light viewing. You know what I mean? I would yeah. say like if you're looking for something easy to watch, Mark Wahlberg is always entertaining, right? Wouldn't you yeah. agree? Yep. Like, he, he's, like even if, and if he's in a crappy movie, he's still watchable. A lot of hand-to-hand combat that's uh, kind of fun to watch, too. Yeah, a good fight with the dog. Oh, that really freaked me. I hate dog attacks a lot, but I was referring more to, like, towards the end and stuff, you know. If you're looking for something on Netflix that's not going to, like, you know, bring you down, something easy, fun, something that is perfect Netflix movie because if you went to the theater to see this, you'd be like, twelve fifty. 1750 really, for this? But no. on Netflix, you're like, oh, I liked it. Yeah. Right. I mean, they'll, maybe they'll do another one. You know, I just don't think it's like a like a theatrical release. No. It's it, perfect for what it is. Sorry, man. I know I'm talking over you. Go. It reminded me of that Triple Frontier movie or yes. that Six Underground movie where it's like completely forgettable, but worth the hour and 50 minutes. Well, I don't know about Six Underground, but I still think that was a waste. But I know what you mean. You're not going to hate yourself if you watch it. I can't believe I wasted two hours on that. No, you're fine. Yeah, I had to look up the names of both of those movies because I remembered them a little bit, but I didn't remember the names of either of them. Right, that's how forgettable they are. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, exactly. This, th- these Netflix movies, these originals, they're kind of like uh, fast food. You know, they're not really going to yeah. stick to your ribs. They're kind of forgettable. You enjoy them for what they are at the time, but you know, they're never really going to add up to much. Yeah, and uh, the the uh, Rotten Tomatoes scores reflect this: uh, 40 with the critics, which is terrible. 64 with the audience so make some popcorn at home save your 20 bucks yeah uh, i give it a b and the b is for binge there you go yeah uh, i saw it too and uh, i would say it's a binge as well so congratulations it's not terrible right yep all right moving, all right, on. moving on we have another netflix original movie it is the last thing he wanted starring anne hathaway Ben Affleck, William Defoe, and Rosie Perez. We're going to go with Ben Affleck still, huh? We are. Okay. I am. That's how... Wh- how am I supposed to say his name? Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Okay. Agree no? to disagree. Whatever. All right. Whatever. You know who he is. I have to... Fine. Say however you want. Okay. Ben Affleck. Okay. Congratulations for you. I'm Thank happy. You. All right. Go on. I'd be more concerned that he just called Willem Defoe William. This is unwatchable. I don't know why this movie got made. It is... Boring, confusing, forgettable, slow. I looked up a thesaurus just for this movie. There was a whole thing of like, oh, since you're interested in the last thing he wanted, here's a whole uh, list of adjectives for how terrible it is. Now, it's based (laughs) on a book uh, that takes place in the 80s. Wonderland? 
Uh, Anne Hathaway is an investigative reporter for a Washington paper. She's like, you know, down in Central America, you know, uh, covering the, the Contras and the Sandinistas and, and El Salvador and all this stuff. It's right? unclear what she's it's doing. Unclear exactly. what she, it's unclear what she's doing the entire movie. I can tell you, I have no idea what anybody is doing in this movie at any point. I mean, at the beginning, I'm like, okay, kind of interesting. And it just goes off the rails. It, it wants you to be a political science major and understand what's going on in everyone's lives without them telling you anything. I have no idea who's the good guys, who are the bad guys. It makes you feel like an idiot. No? Yeah, I, I watched this and I thought maybe I'm not as smart as I thought because I could not follow this thing up until the last eight minutes. Then you're kind of like, oh, that's what that's what was happening with that guy and this guy. But up until then, you're like, what? I don't know who's double crossing who and i don't care you know there's just there's just nothing here to invest in what is the point of her she goes down to south america to do this like you know uh, uh contraband trade or whatever with weapons she doesn't even know i don't know what she's doing down there she's, i don't know why she stays down there she's supposedly a journalist right yeah and, and gets caught up in the arms trade that's about all I understood till even the very end. Do you understand the point of Ben Affleck's character? No. Like, he, he he drops in and out, like, you know, like he has a time machine or a portal. And they have sex. Right. For no reason. For no I, reason. For no reason at all. I, I want to spoil the end, but we won't. There's no, there's no ending to spoil. Well, for a guy that had slept with her three or four times in the movie, it's a little unlikely the... Uh, the way that it ends. I guess. You know, and, and this movie was directed by D. Rees, who did a really good movie that ended up on Netflix last year called Mudbound. Did you see that? That wasn't the um, Matthew McConaughey. Thing. No, that's just mud. Okay, no. This I, is Mudbound. I know. It's I about know. Oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. post-World War II, Southern Plantation, yeah, yeah. And, and race that relations. was nominated for some stuff. The first time a, a woman was nominated for an Oscar for Best Cinematography. Her name is Rachel Morrison. She also was the DP on Black Panther. I actually thought it was a good movie. I saw it in the theater. I didn't watch it on Netflix. It was fine. This, though, is a huge misfire. A couple people I know have seen this, and they're with us. They don't know what happened either. You go on the net, and it's just like, we're trying to explain the movie to you. And it's like, there's a whole movie about explaining the movie. Whatever you do, just stay away from the last thing he wanted. It is a complete nothing, a total waste of time. I wish we didn't watch it. Yeah. Now, I'll give it one redeeming factor. Speaking of cinematography, the uh, locations they shot this at were beautiful, and there's a lot of really nice um, cinematography in it. The jungles and the beaches. It is beautiful to look at. Yeah. But yeah. rather than watch this thing, go visit and come back, it, it would seem about the same amount of time. And as I understand it, ticket prices for traveling right now are quite cheap. They are. One last thing. Uh, <laughs> did you notice that Anne Hathaway was orange? What do you mean? Like she had orange like paint, like like bronzer, like like Trump bronzer. She looked very very orange. I didn't notice. I didn't notice at all. I think it was supposed to be tan cuz she's like down in uh, South America all the time, but I guess it no, was it, a little distracting that her skin tone was You know what's orange. weird? And cuz I know it takes place in the 80s, but now anytime anyone smokes, I notice it because no one smokes really anymore. But when they're doing a period piece, I'm kind of like noticing it because I'm like, oh, they're smoking? And we're like, oh, right, yeah. People used to smoke a lot more. It just, yeah. it kind of, it's just like something I noticed because it's not typical anymore in movies. 
Right. I mean, I get the realism of it. But I also thought it was strange. She's like a cancer survivor and she's smoking. Yeah, and let's not even get into how we know that. Right, 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 right. And, and Anyway, the last thing he wanted, purge. There you have it. Yes. Um, so that's two pretty big movies that just came out in the last two weeks. Yeah, last kept, month or so. We've done a lot of heavy lifting today, so yeah, uh, let's finish what? on something light. Well, I'm not going to finish on something light. I'm going to finish on something heavy. <laughs> okay. But something heavy that you're going to love, man. Something that any anybody that loves awesome television is going to love this. All right. Now, this is one of my all-time favorite shows. This is, we're going way back oh, really? now. Top five. Wow. This is The Shield. It's an FX original series that ran for seven seasons. It started in 2002. This put FX on the map. It was their first original series other than uh, Beyond the Beach, which was that uh, Baywatch parody. So this is the show that really got FX going and taken seriously. Michael Chiklis won the Emmy for season one right out of the gate. This is, in my opinion, the best cop show ever made, man. Are you including The Wire? I knew you were going to do that! Because I thought this was a PG-13 version of The Wire. No, this is this is an R-rated version of The Wire. They went they went all out. This show pushed the envelope, man. And I know you could put the asterisk on there. And I was waiting for you to. What about The Wire? Everybody, what about The Wire? I didn't see The Wire, so I'm just saying this is my all-time favorite cop show, excluding The Wire, which I never saw. Okay, are you happy about that? <laughs> are you happy about that? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm I'm sick of this. Like everything I have to say get compared to this show. Okay. All right. All right. I'm telling you, The Shield is one of the best shows of the 2000s. You were doing yourself a disservice not to truly invest yourself in it. And it starred Michael Chiklis, Walton Goggins, CCH Pounder, Catherine Dent, Benito Martinez, and Michael Jace. This is an awesome show, dude. It takes place in Los Angeles and like the ganglands. It really gets into the L.A. underbelly. The main character's name is Vic Mackey, and he's a rogue, corrupt cop. Complete criminal, but, you know, a cop at the same time. And you root for him? Oh, well, no. I mean, you do and you don't. I mean, you're like, you're always like, how is he going to get away with this? And Walton Goggins is his partner, and they are up to their necks in nastiness. These guys need to go to prison and never work the streets ever again. But you end up, you do end up rooting for them, you know, because they're the main characters. You get it, you get invested in them. Uh, Glenn Close was in this. Too. All right, that brings okay. Glenn Close <laughs> was in season four. All right, not a great season, but then it came back for season five with Forrest Whitaker and got its mojo back. And I think season five was the best season out of them all. Point being, I've been waiting for this to be streaming and tell people about it. Now that FX has merged with Hulu, The Shield, all seven seasons are now available. For the love of God, if you love great television and want to go back and watch an awesome show, an awesome show, Joe. Okay. The Shield is it. Our friend Chris Garrett, he watched it at the time when this was on as well. He was like, oh, dude, this is like the best. Are you trying to sell the show to me still? I'm trying to, I'm trying to sell the show to everyone. <laughs> I don't know anyone that watched this that didn't love it. It's mega violent. You know, it pushes it. And if that's too much for you, then don't watch it. But who cares? It's is one of my all-time favorite shows. I'm glad I could just share it with the listeners. Definitely check out on the bucket list for TV, The Shield. Okay, and I'll give it a binge for one reason as well, even though 
I've only seen a couple episodes. I was an extra on the show. Really? Yeah, in like 2005. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It was, it was what, what did you do? I was just walking around in the background, man. Were you in like the precinct? No, it was on, or location. on location. It was at like a school or something. I just remember it being a really chill set. So I'm with you, I guess. Now, here's one thing that I got to mention. So when I was working at the Cheesecake Factory, guess who comes and sits down? Michael Chiklis with his wife. I thought you were going to say John Tesh. Everyone came in. Not John. <laughs> this time I got Michael Chiklis, right? And I'm like, oh my God. Holy crap, man. I love the shield, right? But I'm like, I got to play it cool. I'm not going to say anything. So he sits down with his wife and they're like, okay, we're waiting for one other person. I'm like, okay. They said, uh, when he gets here, come back. I'm like, all right, fine. So then who sits down? John Tesh. No! <laughs> Sorry, Paul. It's the only thing I know. I, I, that... I, I, Walton Goggins. Oh, okay. So I've got, I've got the two leads of the shield at my table, man. Wow. That's now, the Cheesecake Factory over here? Cheesecake Factory in Sherman Oaks, right on Sepulveda wow. and Ventura. I love that place. I am freaking out. I'm like, oh my God. But I don't say anything because Chickless is kind of a dick, dude. Uh-oh. Not like... He's being outward. He's just not social. He's not really looking up. His wife is almost ordering for him and everything, you know. But then Walton Goggins shows up, and this guy's, like, super cool, man. Like, so nice. He changed the attitude of the table when he sat down, you know. He's a ray of sunshine. He was a ray of sunshine at my shield table because Chickless was not doing it. But, hey, at the end of the day, overall, they were cool. I got to see both of them together, and they left, uh, like, a 25% tip. Wow. You know what I mean? They left a good tip. So Michael Chiklis, well, his wife left the money. His wife ran the show, really. Chiklis just like shoveled food in and <laughs> talked to Walton Goggins, and she did everything. Was he eating keto? Well, this is before all that stuff, probably, huh? I forget what he had. I think he might have had like the Bang Bang Chicken and Shrimp. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Who knows? I love the Bang Bang Chicken and Shrimp. Who doesn't? So anyway, that was my encounter with the cast of The Shield. Sounds great. It was great. I got to hang out at that place more often. It's not far from here. It is Celebrity Center. Really? Any night, you're going to get a celeb at that place. I don't go there anymore because I, I don't want to go into any place I used to work. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, who wants to do that? Not me. All right. The Shield. Binge. The binge. Right on. On Hulu. On Hulu. All seven seasons streaming right now. Finally something that's not Netflix. Right. I know. Well, I mean, I, we're kind of cheating. It's an old show. But like, I, I think we can go back and look at classic shows that we loved if they're now available. Right. I guess until there's a public outcry otherwise. Sure. Yeah, we're waiting for that. You're not sticking to your rules. <laughs> we make the rules here, folks. Yeah, and it's all getting very convoluted anyway um, with all this acquisitions and Disney Plus buying all the other stuff. Like, if you were born after 1990, you don't even know that some of this stuff used to be on network TV, probably. I know. All right. And cable. Yep. Right. All right, let's wrap it up. We had Spencer Confidential, a Netflix original movie starring Mark Wahlberg. We both enjoyed it, said it was a light binge. If you got nothing better to do, you're not going to be upset you watched it. Just don't expect much. Then we had The Last Thing He Wanted, another Netflix original movie, For the Love of God, Stay Away From This. I know it's got Anne Hathaway and Ben Affleck and wow, no, no, purge. And finally, I went old school, one of my all-time favorite shows. It is The Shield, all seven seasons. Massive, massive binge. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, tell us what you agree with, disagree with, correct Demo's pronunciation of Ben Affleck, whatever it is. Binge or Purge podcast at gmail.com. Twitter at Binge or Purge. 
Instagram at binge or purge podcast, Facebook slash binge or purge, uh, or just swing by. As always, we want to thank Just the Facts. You can follow Just the Facts on Instagram and Twitter at the Jessica Greer. And that's it for this week. For Joe Taylor, my name is Demo. This has been Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.